0: take some notes, and get ready to see your life in bank account transform. Hello, and welcome back to the Ambitious Coach Podcast. Happy last week of January. I swear this has been the longest month of my life. With the kids being home, we had a ton of snow, days off, e-learning days, two-hour delays. I swear this has just been the longest month. But weirdly enough, In February, it will be officially seven years since I left my corporate job. I looked back at my LinkedIn this morning, which I haven't been on LinkedIn in years because there's really no reason for me to go on there. Uh, But every so often, I do log in to check out, like what are my friends saying, what are they up to. Um, But since I'm not in the corporate world anymore, I don't spend any time there. Uh, I actually just don't really like the platform and the layout, even anything. Like it just kind of just gives me the vibes. (laughs) I don't know if you guys feel me on that, but yeah, Um, not a big fan of LinkedIn. But It was February 2017 that I decided to leave that job and figure out what I really wanted to do with my life. And if you aren't familiar with my story, I'm going to share with you a bit about how this whole coaching business thing even started. It is not a conventional story, all right? Most stories like this aren't, okay? But it started with me seeing a psychic. But before we dive into this week's episode, I wanted to share with you that my signature group business coaching program, Social Selling 101, will be open for enrollment starting in February, okay? This is a six-week group coaching program that walks you through my full step-by-step on how to find and sign clients on social media. I have six modules that go through content creation, growing your audience, how to set up collaborations, how to close your sales calls, how to handle all those objections, how to have real conversations in the DMs. I even included a sales page template, webinar templates, and all that sort of stuff. There's everything that you would possibly need to build a six-figure business inside this one coaching program, okay? And I will be opening up the waitlist soon as well. So I've never done waitlist bonuses before. So I'm going to be opening that up here in the next week or so. So make sure that you are watching my Instagram stories, that you're on my email list, so that you can be the first ones to get those waitlist bonuses. The investment for Social Selling 101 is 997 USD. And of course, there are payment plans and all that sort of fun stuff. If you have questions about this program, or you're thinking about joining, but you just like is this the right fit for me, please DM me on Instagram, all right, at Allison Henderson underscore coach. All right. So let's get back to the episode. About 10 years ago, I was, I would say pretty miserable, super miserable, really stressed out in my corporate job. I was working in Chicago for a group of popular radio stations as a sales rep. So on the outside, my job looked so glamorous. I was meeting celebrities, going to concerts, going to sporting events. I was eating at fancy restaurants. I was making decent money at the time too. Well, I guess decent for just being like newly married and just living in the city, if that makes sense. This was obviously 10 years ago. However, like I knew this corporate life wasn't for me. I can honestly say I I really hated it. I craved adventure, freedom, flexibility. But this is the thing. I wasn't like trying to get out of work. I was a hard worker. I like love working. I truly desired to be able to just wake up every single morning and be excited for my job. That's what I truly wanted. I knew something was out there for me like that, but I just didn't know what at the time. And a few of my fellow coworkers shared with me that they saw this woman who was able to give them some clarity on their next steps in life. So I booked an appointment with her. She was a psychic, a medium, overall like a counselor life coach. And after seeing her for a few sessions... I was able to release that part of me that felt like I needed to be in this sort of like nine to five job all the time in order to make the money I wanted to make. I was holding on to this old identity from childhood that was like, hey, go to college, get married, have kids. You know, you just stay in this nine to five job your whole life. And to be quite honest, I wasn't behind that anymore. I just like knew that there was other people out there who had I would say like unconventional lifestyles, right? That laptop lifestyle. I wanted more out of my life. It was not gonna be at this nine to five job. My like I couldn't even imagine doing that until I was 65 years old. No offense to those people, but like I just couldn't do it. I knew I couldn't do it. Like my soul was like literally like crawling out of me and was like, you need to figure this out. So I actually, with this psychic lady, <laughs> I went to psychic school with her. She had these series of, um, a kind of like group coaching programs where we would sit and learn about intuition, meditation, crystals, angel cards, like connecting with your spirit guides. Like, there was all kinds of really cool stuff that this lady taught me. And this was really the first time in my life where I felt like I was having a spiritual awakening. I felt so at peace, so zen during this time in my life. Even though I like hated my job and I really wanted to get out. Like I I was very stressed out with the job, but there was a part of me that was very chill and zen. Um and so anyway, um she helped me quit that job or she at least made me realize that like hey, you're going to be okay. Um so I saved up some money, I quit that job, took off for a few months and <laughs> I actually packed up my husband and my 9-month old at the time. We went to Italy for a few weeks. And yeah, it was so much fun. Like I was just telling a friend today, I went to lunch with a friend and I was like, yeah, like they have such a different lifestyle over there. Like I remember a pizza guy just like grabbing my nine-month-old baby and like making pizzas. And <laughs> and then I went to this one place, like while my husband and I were eating like a meat platter and like cheese and drinking wine, like a grandma, which are like nonas in uh, Italy, like just grabbed, grabbed my nine-month-old and like took her around the restaurant, went into the kitchen with her. It was like so funny to me. I'm like... They just have such a different lifestyle with children there, but um, it's <laughs> funny to think about. But like, it took my nine-month-old like backpacking through Europe. Um, but yeah, anyway, such a fun experience. Uh, and yeah, so we were there for a few weeks. We came back to the States. I still wasn't sure what I wanted to do with my job, like a J-O-B. Um, so I started reaching out to some of my contacts, like, like my network that were people that I worked with in radio and all that sort of stuff. And I am getting another job, Okay in radio. It wasn't commission-based though. I had a lot more freedom in my schedule. Um, I wasn't going to be like driving around Chicago and super stressed out. Like I didn't have a commission job anymore, which was nice. So I was at that job for two years. All right. So during these two years, I was really focused on bettering myself, loving myself. Like I was so determined to figure out my purpose and find this magical job that I desired. And as weird as it sounds, like I had visions of this person that I was destined to become. Since traveling was a big part of what I wanted to do, I did start looking up teaching English jobs, like getting a TEFL certification, which is teaching English as a foreign language. Um, And I knew with having a job like teaching English, I can live anywhere or have this as a remote position. Um, So I ended up quitting my job in radio, that same job, uh, after two years. And I went back to school to become an English teacher. Uh, once I got certified, I took small jobs here and there teaching, but mostly I was—I really wanted to travel. Um, I ended up going to Nicaragua, and I stayed at a Spanish school for a week by myself. I took my daughter to Toronto. Uh, we ended up going back to Europe. My husband at the time, um, or he's still my husband, by the way. <laughs> my husband with my husband um, for six weeks um, as a family. Uh, we went all over that time. Like we didn't just stay in Italy, like we went to like Denmark and Croatia and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, I was like, really determined to figure this out. And I knew traveling was one of those things for me that like brought out the best in me. I let myself kind of think and dream and just kind of let myself be. Um, I always came back from trips like that, like so energized and rejuvenated and just, like, have that like sense of adventure, like be put back inside of me. And so I always loved traveling. That was like always, I don't want to say my scapegoat when I like really needed to get out of my head, but it was kind of like that. Like I traveled a lot by myself. I have so many stories like that where I just be like, Oh, I'm going to Italy for the weekend. And like, literally, I just like booked a trip to Italy. Um, So yeah. And Italy for me is like home. I don't know if I've ever told you that story, but like I studied abroad in Italy in 2008 going, yeah, 2008. Um, And so yeah, like I just, that, that's home. It's just home for me. Um, all right. Well, anyway, back to my story. <laughs> After doing some traveling, I did come home and I moved back in with my mom. Okay. I know this is a very low moment for me. <laughs> Not really though. I don't really care. Um, but yeah, I had no plan. I had no plan. My husband and I were kind of like, what are we going to do? Like I knew deep down, I didn't want to move back to Chicago. Um, even though we really liked living there. I just like with having now, uh, she was like three and a half, almost four at the time. Like I just, yeah, I just didn't want to have the city life anymore. I was ready to like calm, calm down a bit, calm down. Um, so yeah, I had a little savings, a little bit of money coming in. I was teaching English online, and I think at that point I was making like I don't know eighteen bucks an hour or something like that. It was nothing crazy, um, but it was paying my bills, right? But one day, I, I remember sitting on my couch, on my mom's couch, in my mind, my mom's couch, and I was in a Facebook group that was all about like living a freedom-based lifestyle. Um, I forget the name of it right now, but I was in this Facebook group and someone shared their life coaching certification program that they had took and that they'd recommend within this group. I immediately looked at it and bought the certification. I actually had Aisha on this podcast before. She's the founder of Universal Coach Institute. And I also had Susie Martin on here, actually. Um, Now this is is all coming full circle. She was the one that recommended this coaching certification program, Okay. So I joined the certification program. I began my life coaching journey in early 2018. So while I was building my business and starting my life as a life coach, I was working as this English teacher, okay? I think I had a job for about a year and a half. Once again, it paid my bills. It helped me until I had consistent clients for myself. I It was a super easy job, except waking up like at the crack of dawn to teach English to Chinese kids. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was a great job, I'll be honest. And it was perfect because I was able to do that in the mornings. And then I was able to do my coaching stuff in the afternoon. So I actually, I looked back in my notebook this week, and it said July 2018 was my first official day. I forget the exact day. I think it was like July 18th or something like that, where I started my coaching business, where I was actively trying to make money. And guys, at that point, I was so ready. Like I took all the courses, the free webinars, mini offers, anything cheap that I can get my hands on, and how to make money on social media. I even remember going into Facebook groups and offering a ton of free coaching calls just so I can practice. I remember um, I had over 100 people say that they wanted help in one of these groups, and I DM'd all of them, got on dozens of calls. I practiced and practiced, and this helped me build so much confidence within myself. I've talked about this in previous episodes before, so I'm Probably repeating myself a bit, but like those calls really gave me so much confidence to be the coach that I really wanted to be. And once I hired my first coach, like he was so great, like bless his heart. I actually to this day still buy courses and stuff from him. I think he's so great. Uh, And he told me just to get on these market research calls. And I actually make some of my clients do this as well, especially when they kind of lack a little bit of confidence or they're so new to the coaching industry that like, they just need to get over some of that, the fear of talking about what they do and the fear of people. And guys, I got in so many calls. I was just like, like, honestly, like, oh, you want to get a call today? Cool. Um, You want to get a call tomorrow? Awesome. Like, let's do it. I was working seven days a week and I was just so hopeful. I was so excited. I loved this version of Allison so, so much she had so much grit, tenacity, determination. And I was networking and just making connections like crazy. And I was willing to do anything to create this business that I wanted to create. I wanted to talk to other like-minded people. I was really willing to coach anyone. And I feel a lot of coaches need to fall in love with those random business tasks that do lead you to paying clients eventually. Like you might not see instant gratification, but those networking opportunities that I created for myself is what got me where I am today. So I was so determined to learn the skills of like creating content, talking to humans about my offer, just learning to be a good coach. But I was also willing to screw up and have flop launches and flop conversations. I was willing to put myself out there and be cringy. (laughs) I hate to say it, but I was. And this led me, though, to my first client in September of 2018. I remember just like kind of looking back a little bit. That was my birthday is in September. So I just remember it was like right before my birthday. And I was like, oh, my God, I got my first paying client. I remember like going to my mom's house and like walking up a driveway, being like, I finally got a client. So it took me months to finally get there. It wasn't like, luckily for me, it wasn't like months and months and months. But it took me a few months. And she paid me 750 bucks. I don't remember how long we even worked together. It might've just been like six calls or something like that. I, I can't really even, I can't really remember much of the conversations we even had, but and I don't even think I asked her for a testimonial or anything like that, but I found her in a Facebook group. We I started a DM conversation and I invited her to work with me, all right? She was a life coaching client, but she ended up having a, like a Montessori furniture business. And that's kind of what like what led me to, to be like, I really love talking about business and helping people with that piece, Um but yeah, she was my first client ever. I loved her so much. Uh, I remember being in Scotland and having a coaching call with her. I felt so on top of the world. Like, this is my life. I can travel and I can work and make money. It was really so amazing to me. I felt like I had like so many like pinch me moments when I was there. And just even going into 2019, I had so much more confidence in myself because of the first few clients that I had. Um, and I was willing to suck. I just really want you to know that. I was willing to suck in order to grow. I celebrated these random little achievements within myself. Um, and I think so many people think they can't be happy until... I can't be happy until I make $100,000. I can't be happy until I have 10 clients a month. Or, I, I, you know, this and this. Like, they have all these, like, these like determining factors until they can actually enjoy their business. And so I was just somebody, though, like, once again, like, going back, like, Allison, that Allison, like, she had so much, so much tenacity. She was so ready to start this business and have this be her thing. Like, I knew I wasn't looking back. I wasn't going back to a nine-to-five job. So anyway, celebrate those small little random achievements, even just starting the business, getting the LLC, getting your website up, you know, putting putting up your post, your first posts, announcing that you're starting a your business. Like these are little things that you can celebrate along the way. Like be so just in gratitude and just be so much in like excitement. And right after that, so let me go back to my story a bit. <laughs> right after I got home from Scotland, I got pregnant with baby number two. This was planned, by the way. This was planned. And I can't. Remember when I officially quit my teaching job, but I'm so glad I kept that job until I felt ready. I hate it when new coaches or consultants struggle financially until their business is officially built, until they have that consistency. And I'm someone that will always recommend getting a job or some sort of part time job, some security in a sense, until they've built some consistency in their business. So in the middle of this pregnancy, I was signing clients. Most of them were sleep consultants. Um, I quickly noticed that my methods and my coaching. Like my actual like coaching style, my methodology, worked really, really well, and it worked really fast for this industry. So a lot of my one-on one clients were really happy, and they were referring me like crazy. I kept investing in myself too. Like I was joining coaching programs, getting coached more and more. I started networking, setting up collaborations for myself. I was willing to give presentations, go live, create those cringy videos. I was strongly putting myself out there, okay? I took more programs and improved my messaging and my content. And at the time, you could say I was working really hard, right? Duh. And the honest truth, I was, but, and I still am, by the way. I still am working really hard. I will never deny that. And weirdly, like, I still feel like I'm just getting started. <laughs> anyway, I, I know I'm a million-dollar coach, and I know that. And the hard work, though, this hard work that I keep putting in does not seem like hard work because I love it. It is fun for me. It fulfills me. I get excited to wake up in the morning and get into my office. I absolutely love my clients. I love hearing from them. I enjoy coaching so, so much. And guys, this is exactly what I wished for. I prayed for this. This was the absolute dream job. This is my absolute dream job. I created this for myself. And on the days that feel really hard, like currently I have 16 one-on-one clients, I'm jam-packed. Some days I have like four calls, five calls, even six calls, okay? But I wouldn't trade my day for that boring, stressful nine-to-five job that I used to have. So let me get back to my point here. I was pregnant in coaching. As for the money I was making, at that point, I was consistently bringing in three to five K months, okay? I felt on top of the world. Like that money for me at that time was life-changing, okay? Okay. In 2020, that's when things really started to change for me because I've spent the last two years coaching people. I got them results, right? So more and more people were coming into my world from referrals, but also finding me on social media, right? At this point, I was so confident in my services, confident in my messaging. My content was so on point. And yeah, I, and because it was 2020, let's be real, like a lot of people were home, right? Right. And they were all like, well, maybe I should start a business. Maybe I should get certified to do these sort of things. So I made a lot of money that year. That was my first real six-figure year. I had group coaching programs going and one-on-one clients. I wasn't offering anything else. Just so you know, it was just group and one-on-one. So now ending 2023 with another six-figure year, I know deep in my soul that 2024 is going to be so much more. I can feel that energy. I know you guys can feel it too, but I can feel it in my core that this is going to be the best year yet in coaching, okay? And if you're willing to be visible, show up every day in your business, network, sell your offers, you're gonna be so successful. I do want you falling in love with the boring tasks though of running an online business. Do yourself a favor and learn the skills, okay? Business skills and the coaching skills, okay? Your success is inevitable if you want it bad enough and if you have a good attitude along the way. Celebrate your accomplishments. Be in gratitude. Celebrate those huge tax bills that I know you don't like to spend or you don't don't like to send, all right? Celebrate how you're going to take off on a Monday and go on a field trip with your kid or something like that, okay? It can be so simple, but be in gratitude. Have a really good attitude about your business, all right, and where it's going, even if you aren't exactly where you wanna be right now. And because I'm being so honest with you, I'm never going to lie to you. (laughs) You, Duh, right? Um, I don't lie on this podcast. But I want you to stop taking those shortcuts or trying to find, how about this, trying to find the shortcuts. Stop making excuses for why you aren't where you want to be yet or why this hasn't happened yet. Stop looking for that missing piece. If I'm doing quote unquote, missing piece. I know a lot of you guys feel that way. And simply just do the things that you know you need to do to make money. You'll wonder how you do it until it just simply happens. So stop obsessing over the when, stop obsessing over the how, and just keep going because this is your career. This is what you want to do long-term. Those coaches who really think bigger picture and they know they're going to be doing this for a long time, those are the coaches who make it. Those are the coaches who get to success faster. And if something feels off or like it's not in alignment in your business, Get down to the root. Why? What's going on there? I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. It could simply just be because you aren't good at those business tasks yet. Determine what's really in alignment and what's just something you're not good at yet. And if something doesn't seem to be working, get help. Get feedback. See where you can improve. I share all this in my story because I know you might be in a nine-to-five corporate sort of job. Or maybe you're trying to juggle multiple jobs with kids and animals while trying to build this business. And I want you to know it's so possible for you. It's so possible for you. Your success is inevitable if you want it bad enough. You will find a way. So trust in your journey. Trust in your intuition. Trust in the signs that you see. Trust in the pools that you keep getting. Okay, so that is all I have for you today. If you are liking my episodes, will you do me a big favor? Will you give me the honor of sharing this on your Instagram stories this week? It would mean the world to me. And even if you just shared this with an entrepreneur friend, it would really mean a lot to me. So thank you so, so much. And stay tuned. Social Selling 101 will be open for enrollment soon. So make sure you guys are watching my stories and you're on my email list. Okay, everyone, I'll see you next week. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Ambitious Coach Podcast today. A couple favors before you go. If you found this episode helpful, please take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. Most importantly, don't forget to tag me at Allison Henderson underscore coach. That's A-L-L-I-S-O-N, Henderson underscore coach. And lastly, please take a minute to rate this episode and leave a raving review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you tune in to listen.